Or, I am horny for this. Horny for Doug. Uh, there may be <laughs> no more cursed FBI. words in the English language. FBI. <laughs> well, that's How's the singer sorted out. Thank you for that. No. <laughs> I'm Finally, I'm not the problematic one. Are you? Are you? Are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Funny Papers, a show where three thirty-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic '90s cartoon show Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. Always in hell. And Jim. I'm sick. Also, you're listening to Doug, so I think I win this one. (laughs) Today, we cover episode 9, part 2 of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 9, part 2's title is Doug Needs Money. Who doesn't, folks? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? You're so right. High five. <laughs> I'm a social commentator. In this postmodern <laughs> hellscape in which we live, truly, we all live in a society. <laughs> this, uh, Both parts of episode nine are dink-centric. Yeah, this- and both episodes of them are like dink putting Doug in an uncomfortable position. <laughs> 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 it's good we finally have a couple episodes centered around the main character, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I've got kind of something into that, too, about how Tippy might be one of the main characters of the show. But let's, Certainly let's, the audience surrogate, for fuck's sake. That's I'm, my point, right? I'm like, just sick of looking at his stupid fucking purple face. I hate it. <laughs> I hate his stupid-ass <laughs> face, and I want it to die. He's designed for, like, the character design for Mr. Dink is just maximizing harmless weirdo who you kind of wish would shut up which like all members of this podcast yes <laughs> right except for we all look like mr dank yes yeah. every one of physically, us physically emotionally spiritually expensively <laughs> yes. we spent a lot of money on this podcast <laughs> i mean one of us did <laughs> <laughs> that's because you believe in quality and we don't I also believe in paying to host the podcast. That also let's helps. Get in, let's get into this, though. Fuck it. Uh, okay, so we start this with Doug and Skeeter in Doug's yard practicing softball, which, okay, first off, what the fuck happened to beatball, right? Beatball is no more. Beatball was rendered illegal. Beatball was a thing in a pre- previous episode, and as we all know, previous episodes are alternate universes with no overflow into this reality. You play beatball in the winter. You play softball in the summer, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Different seasons could be Also, it's going summer on. now. Like, didn't Doug just start school like eight weeks ago? Wait, how do we know it's summer? Because they later say it's there's summer something... at the end. But there's something in it that suggests it's autumn, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. Oh, it's, Jesus. It's, <laughs> time's dead. <laughs> okay. I missed that. You're right. Shit. You're right. Okay, so maybe this episode takes place across, like, months, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, we- this is played to take, that you'd think it takes place over the course of, like, a couple days, but maybe it's longer than that, But he right? says the, the, the barbecue is at the end of the week. 
Like they know we know this takes place over a week. Maybe, Which maybe week? week? Maybe this is like the biblical like definition of week, where like some people think that when God created the earth in one day, it was actually billions of years. <laughs> maybe, or maybe it's like the different aspects of this episode aren't in order, right? And so when he says it's the end of the week, that's like at the end of it, whereas like they've been dealing with all this stuff that happens in the rest of it throughout the rest of the year, right? No, he says it's at the end of the week, right? As he discovers oh. his broken grill. Yeah, okay. it's a compilation. Maybe, maybe the writers are bad. Yeah, maybe the writers are bad, <laughs> or maybe it's a compilation of a bunch of uh, other legendary events that are best interpreted as allegory for some reason. Of course, yeah, then you have I to figure really... out what the allegory is, and there's really isn't one. So we all know what allegories are, Jim. But if for the audience, could you explain? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I was just not paying attention. <laughs> Like, the tortoise and the frog, just, like, all the whole, th- like, tortoise and the hare, that's an allegory. Like, all these wonderful little moral stories about you wouldn't want to be like the hare who decided he was going to stop doing a thing. He was going to lay down and rest good, in the middle though. of the race while the tortoise finished really it. <laughs> I, like, took that, I need to get a nap. <laughs> yeah, I took that story as, like, competition is dumb, self-care, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Much like... All sorts of instructive moral allegories. You can take them in more than one way, and if you think about them for longer than a quarter of a second, a lot of them break the fuck down instantly. Namely, who gives a rat's ass about who wins a race between a tortoise and a hare? Similarly... I have a lot of money going on this race. <laughs> <laughs> right? We were cheating and, like, betting, and, like, we we had talked to the hare ahead of time and sold it to throw the race. <laughs> Similarly, I think, I think we're missing the point here, fellas. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Similarly, the allegory of Mr. Dink and the Grill could be interpreted to mean any number of things with any possible meaning, because I think Jim Jenkins kind of got lost about halfway through whatever he was trying to say here. And it, they're all boring. Yes. The fact that we open up with baseball is kind of a warning <laughs> sign, because there is no more dull way to kill x percentage of time and that's the the inciting action of this fucking episode is a baseball game okay but you say there's no more dull way we just did the fishing episode (laughs) (laughs) and the haircut episode don't forget about that one haircuts are haircuts and fishing are both shorter in that once you're bored with fishing you just walk away you're bored with baseball that's nice there's still eight more hours of baseball to go (laughs) don't you like baseball I enjoy watching baseball. I understand this is part of me being a freak. I enjoy watching Doug and doing a podcast about it. I'm no, I can't judge anyone. I enjoy one of those two. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a contrarian now and just argue how Doug is good. <laughs> Be the voice of we've, we've come full circle. We got to get Steve back on the show. Yeah. Oh no, that was one of the okay. Most- Additional, just side note before we get to the meat of the episode, I was entertained to see the uh, YouTube channel I'd been getting these from closed off the comments at some point recently. Oh, yeah? So I have to assume that either people are getting extremely heated in latter-day Doug episodes, (laughs) or somebody just decided that, yeah, no, I don't want to deal with the headache anymore. Damn it, we can't post links to our podcast on the, on the actual Doug episode. Well, God, do that in the that Doug would... Facebook groups. <laughs> right. God. We'll have to find more places to get banned. 
All right, so let's get into the meat of this episode. So they're practicing softball, and they're, like, making little gags where Doug is bad at softball, and he, like, totally misses the ball, and Skeeter's Just completely like, oh. eats shit. Right, and Skeeter's like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. You should teach me how to be a useless piece of shit, right? <laughs> so, like, Skeeter has a history of liking dumb, weird stuff, like when Doug did Quail Man Crazy Eyes, right? Yeah, Skeeter enjoys watching it when Doug does shit that makes no goddamn sense and is objectively humiliating. Yeah, Good Skeeter's friend. like me, and he really enjoys, like, watching Doug eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess everyone in this universe kind of does. It's you what must brings show me how you do it, Douglas. You, <laughs> you must, must show me the me. mysteries. It's how you make people laugh at your own expense. I can't make people laugh at anything. <laughs> 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 okay, so they're playing some softball. And eventually, Doug, Doug finally gets a hit. And he smacks the ball, uh, and, it, and it goes into Mr. Dink's yard and breaks Mr. Dink's new grill that looks exactly like his face. My man's and, got a grill that looks like him. And <laughs> so awesome. that This caused me serious anger. Because, <laughs> part one, that's not a fucking grill, Dink. <laughs> right, like grills are usually made yeah, out of metal. Or I don't something. know much about thermodynamics, but don't you need like uh, a, a material that can survive a softball? Now, here's the thing: <laughs> you can make a grill out of ceramic. It's doable. That said, if you made it out of ceramic, you know what you wouldn't do? Leave it with a gigantic, open, yawning mouth, letting out <laughs> all the heat, escaping the entire purpose of a fucking cover on your yeah. grill. Wouldn't his nose like? gather all the heat and explode yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why doug thinks that dink like gets angry is like maybe this is a symbol of yeah. dink's anger because anytime he cooks in this thing like smoke pours out of his ears and eyes and nose yeah and seriously just, like, you just grill. saved mr dink a great deal of trouble probably killing one or two people at his cookout you have done him a fucking favor <laughs> Now, now I'm picturing that like the way you turn the grill on, like the 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 gas like switches are like his eyebrows, and you turn him on by turning his eyebrows into an angry shape. Oh, that's the other <laughs> thing that pissed me off looking out. at this thing. Yeah, he, he shelled out for this amazingly expensive gas grill. Come the fuck <laughs> on. Okay, but also you're spending all that money on a fucking grill. Buy fucking charcoal, you baby. <laughs> But speaking of come the fuck on, they're playing baseball in their yard. What the fuck they think was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> the grill is probably the least expensive thing they were about to break. So uh, yeah. really quick before we move on, the show loves the word creamed because Skeeter shouts you creamed it as like Doug hits the ball. And I would like to note that Skeeter shouts you creamed it as Mr. Dink's face gets busted. I rest the face. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Poor nerd. I would, I would like to hope <gasps> that. I would like to hope that, given the presence of a character named Skeeter, dialect has just changed since then. Right? I, no. <laughs> I hope it hasn't. <laughs> They did it. We all remember the 90s. We all remember the 90s. We've never escaped the 90s. I mean, now we haven't, now that we're back in this shit. 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay, so they break this grill face, and they're like, oh no, like, this is so bad, and Skeeter says, all right, well, like, being a good friend, he's like, all right, well, we're in this together, um, what are we gonna do? And Doug says, well, I guess we just gotta tell him, right? And then they don't. Yeah. I wonder how he'll take it. And then just immediate weird cut to Mr. Dink sobbing over his dumb novelty grill whose cover has been broken. The actual meaty bits of the grill, the bits that you would use to, I don't know, grill things, those are still there. It's a fucking gas grill. Those are still just fine. You can't (laughs) cover it anymore, but you weren't going to be doing that at a fucking cookout anyway. It's still perfectly functional, you asshole. But that wasn't the point of the grill, right? Well, like, it the don't point got, of the it don't got his face on it. <laughs> right. That's the point of this Print special off a custom fucking grill. sticker. I don't give a shit. Man, this guy is so self-absorbed that he got a fucking grill with his fucking face on it. Like, how narcissistic next, do you need to be? Next, next he's going to paint the front of his house to look like his face. <laughs> that would be awesome. Be I so would good. love that house. And just a tiny little... T- just awful look at, live in. <laughs> you just... His wife just <laughs> looking at him do- like, why are you doing this? <laughs> the, yeah, and speaking of which, uh, when he's like sobbing about this grill, Tiffy's like, I don't give a shit, and just leaves. <laughs> she literally walks away as Dick is <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have done such a thing? <gasps> Who could have done such a heinous thing? Great. <laughs> Perhaps a very angry vegetarian. Right, oh, she makes a dry joke and then leaves like she doesn't say oh i'm sorry i know this was important to you she just books it yeah also mr dink like showing you like just how lazy the show is like mr dink mispronounced heinous he says heinous that's definitely a joke on purpose no it's not though he's never mispronounced another word in the show i i know i'm not saying that that's (laughs) has a record they were just like, hey, I've got an idea for a joke. What if you fuck up this word real bad? That's funny, <laughs> right? What if you fuck up a word that very few people use and that the children watching this show probably don't know that you fucked up? <laughs> it does cop- meet the Jim Jenkins joke standard insofar as that it's bafflingly complicated in its stupidity. Okay, yeah. And okay, and one more thing about this grill being broken. Uh, like... The face part, which is probably the most expensive part, is actually still intact. The only thing that broke was, like, the sides of the ceramic. Some, I don't know how this fucking happened, but it's only the sides that, like, hold the face onto the grill. So, like, this is repairable, right? And then it's, the teeth fall out. And then the teeth fall out. But whatever, those are, like, glued on. They're not, like, <laughs> they're not, like a part they're of... They're real the... teeth. Why did you add <laughs> yeah. teeth to your novelty grill cover? <laughs> so it's it's a full hell grill. It's the full hell grill experience. <laughs> right. <laughs> How are you going to know hell? it's Mr. Dink if it doesn't have teeth? <laughs> Reach into my mouth to flip over a burger. <laughs> 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 yeah, like they're talking about Mr. Dink putting on this big cookout. Like uh, he makes everyone reach into his mouth while he watches. <laughs> He's just like, "Yeah, you want a burger?" <laughs> <I brought it." laughs> oh no, I can't flip him. Flipping him's too hard. I can maybe flip four of these, and the grill's big enough that I could put like a dozen on at once. But uh, oh no, only four can be flipped. The rest of you, raw on one side, charred crisp on the other. Eat me. Perfectly built. I'm going to just start talking like Mr. Dank now. It's just going to slowly corrupt my brain. 
<laughs> yeah, this will be the thing that does it. <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> okay, I'm into it. Just do it. Just start mispronouncing words for no comedic payoff. That's what I do anyway. <laughs> <Right>. Same. <laughs> okay, okay, so uh, we've learned that the grill has been broken. Uh, and... Uh, I wonder if other people in the town have done grill faces, right? <laughs> or, like, other things. I don't know. Probably not. Because Mr. Dink is, like, proud of this. Why yeah. is the entire town going to Mr. Dink's cookout? Because <laughs> where the fuck else are they going to do? <laughs> they go to the Honker Burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> they found the, the place. Go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is an adult's <laughs> adult Yeah, one thing, another thing I just noticed, I just thought of, there are no rowdy teens in Bluffington. Where are the well, rowdy I mean, teens? Yeah. I guess the closest is, is Roger, right? Yeah, Roger's mm-hmm. the only rowdy teen. Yeah, and uh, well, there's also, there's one person who is younger than the 11-year-old cohort, and everybody else older is either Roger or an adult. Yeah, or, well, there's we see a couple of young babies in this one. The darkness was opened up at some point, and... On the eve of Ronald Reagan's election, everybody in Bluffington simultaneously figured out how to fuck. Right. And immediately forgot after that. The Republicans can finally less fuck again. We did learn that everyone's birthday is when Ronald Reagan became president. <laughs> like, we calculated that out in a different episode. Okay. So, uh, we Doug is, like, getting... He, like, sees this happening. He sees Dink, like, sobbing over this grill. And he imagines telling Mr. Dink now. He's like, well, in his fantasy zone, he's like, well, Mr. Dink, I did it. I broke your grill. And Mr. Dink, like, freaks out. He's, like, enormous in this fantasy. He freaks Straight out. Straight up turns, turns into the into, Hulk. Yeah, well, he turns into, like, a green werewolf. So he's, like, he's, like, so freaking out. He's like, ah, right? The Hulk is a green werewolf. Prove me wrong. <laughs> he's not a wolf, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> It's a missing a key component of the werewolf. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, How could my entire another... thesis have been broken apart so quickly? <laughs> Fuck! That was easy. <laughs> so he's a werewolf. <laughs> ah, good point. Okay. Like so... To... Would like to point out here that this is one of Doug's only memes, which tells you like how shitty the show is. Like you can't mine it for content in twenty twenty. I guess we're mining it for content in twenty twenty. <laughs> but point aside, can't mine for good content. You can't mine it for you can't mine it for content without a graduate degree in Doug studies and also serious problems. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So he's having. He's having this, like, uh, scary... And it's kind of scary, right? It's kind of, like... Like, I remember watching this as a kid, and this, like, made me a little, like, afraid of Mr. Dink, right? I mean, it's not, like, a friendly image at all. Like, you're afraid he's gonna, like, beat Doug up or something. You broke my grill. You broke right? my grill. I just wanted a grill, for God's sake. <laughs> you broke my grill? You broke my grill? Of course, I come fast. I got a grill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they they we snap back to reality, and they're like, "All right, uh, we can't tell him." Well, we snap back to reality, and Doug is on his knees now. Which, like, I just imagine Doug like freezing up for like ten seconds, then screaming and falling to his (laughs) knees, thinking about this. 
dogs. Yeah, we've like we've seen repeated evidence that time passes while dogs in the fantasy zone, and that he like acts out what's going on. Peter just right? pulls out a little uh, notebook and starts taking. The visions have come to him again. The next conjunction is nigh. Right, he like he has to stab him with adrenaline. Yes. <laughs> He's like writing down all the words that Doug's saying in tongues yes. while doing these visions. Uh, okay, but they decide they're like, all right, well, we can't tell him. So what we got to do is we got to get money because we're going to buy him a replacement. Oh, God, I love the line. We got to get money. What for? To buy goods and services, Doug. What the fuck do you think money was for? <laughs> How are we going to get the money? I suppose we can earn it, which is a weird way to put that. I mean, it's just, it's just like a, it, I mean, it sort of reminds me of just like a Republican talking point, right? It's just like there's people that don't earn money and there are people that do earn money. And I just imagined, I don't know why, but I just imagined Doug with an EBT guard going to Chuck E. Cheese. God, that's just the same. Give, you know Jim Jenkins wanted to do that episode, but couldn't quite work up the guts. Oh, God. Yeah, they're definitely like, look, the only way we can make this right is to earn money, to work hard, and, uh, you know, show it. That's the only way that we can show him we care. We only have value if we can assign monetary value to our actions. Right. And, I mean, Dink hasn't really helped with that at perception because everything he cares about is very expensive, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's his <laughs> wife, but it's fairly clear that that's not it's a loveless re- marriage yeah, that's a well it's kind of awkward to get a divorce in a small suburban town oh god yeah so they decide they're like all right we got to get money uh we're gonna i guess the the only way that we can get money is by starting a business we're go-getters right uh, yeah skeeters trying to the fact that Skeeter, when we know he understands all this skullduggery horse shit, is saying, no, let's try going legit, just to see how it feels. Answer, <laughs> right. it feels bad. Do crimes, kid. It's more lucrative. Right. <laughs> Go on welfare and owns. <laughs> oh my God. Or uh, commit criminal actions. Criminal actions are on, also viable. Put on a Riddler jacket and steal money from the government. Who cares? <laughs> God, is that guy still is that guy still doing ads? I wonder. I don't know, man. (laughs) This is real. Yeah, Matthew Lesko, I think. Yeah, that was the guy's name. He that these yeah actual remember the '90s moment. Just some guy who just would do these ads talking about how I figured out how you could get money from the government. Just send in for twelve ninety nine, and I'll tell you how you could get money from the government too. Yada yada yada. Oh yeah, he was like that infomercial guy. He looked kind of like Bill Nye. Yeah, yeah he, but he, he was had a like... Riddler jacket on. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. He, he was dressing as a supervillain. <laughs> yeah, dressing as a supervillain whose gimmick was that I know how to give you access to the welfare state. Oh my god! Because we actually have all these programs that can help people, but for various reasons, we don't advertise that they exist. Because people are scared that someone will use them. And instead, we want to cheat them out of it. Yeah, then, Ugh. thank God, after eight years of Bush and, honestly, six years of Obama, and we killed most of those. No, it was uh, Clinton first. Clinton is the one that had the welfare reform. Yeah, Clinton did welfare reform. Bush. That's the 90s, baby. <laughs> yep. Coming, all, coming right back. 
Coming right back to the only way to responsibly earn money is by starting your own small business. Washing cars, baby. Doug becomes a small business tyrant. Yeah. So, yeah, that's their idea. Their first idea is that they got to start their own car wash. Uh, And so, obviously, Doug fantasizes about it. He fantasizes about what it would look like to own a car wash. And he has this fantasy about, like, this big building with, like, this huge lineup of cars going into it. And cars are going in, but there's no exit to the car wash. And, and like, the cars going on the other side of the road aren't moving. So... I think he's just fantasizing about stealing cars or, or like running a chop shop, right? Like, I mean, car washes in 2020 are all money laundering, right? That's what I was thinking. Like, this is like some Breaking Bad shit spoilers, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Doug is fantasizing. Spoiler warning on the decade-old television show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sp- we're talking about Doug. Spoiler warning on Doug. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, he fantasizes about like not actually running a car wash, I don't think. Um, and he's talking to like a reporter. The reporter is like, we're here at the greatest car wash ever been made. What are you doing now? And they're like, well, we just added two new wings, the world's first airplane and ship wash. And it shows like, a runway going into their car wash and like a cruise ship going into their car wash, right? Which so like just drive your car in the rain. Who cares? <laughs> Fuck off. That's a, yeah. This is a big waste of water. There's the, the ship, ship washes wash. itself. It's in the water, and people wash boats <laughs> and planes. Well, I don't know. There this are planes that if they get rained on, they crash. So. Right, but, like, you're not doing that at Doug's house. <laughs> Which I, we now have an argument th- that, in fact, in his fantasy, Doug is doing 9-11. We now have a connection. God damn it. You will not get off this topic. <laughs> Just saying, what Look, did Jim... The only thing, that, the only di- thing that's going to stop him is the FBI. <laughs> what did Jim Jenkins know, and when did he know it, damn it? <laughs> Well, he clearly knows, as we see in the next scene, that car washes are not good money-making schemes. And when you don't advertise them and when you just try it for an yeah, afternoon. No, I did right? like for a second here that uh line is, we only had one customer all day. And I was about to give the show credit for, okay, we're just going to skip that entire embarrassing scene because we've only got 11 minutes. We're not going to be able to do anything with it. Then, no, no, we're still going to fucking show you. Eat me. Yeah. So, first of all, they like they start this car wash in... Uh, so, they started in Doug's front yard. Not the driveway. The yard. <laughs> so, like, like, they expect... Just fuck my dad's customers. yard up. Yeah, they're just going to be like, yeah, just drive on the lawn and we'll put some water, whatever, right? So, and also, like, they show them setting up their car wash. They're just draw. they're they're putting water into a bucket that immediately overflows and they just leave the water on. So they're just making a mud pile that they want people to drive cars onto, right? Yep. Like, this is their grand plan. Yeah, so we find out who the customer is and, uh... It's Dale. It's a Cedar's baby brother. Tell Dale uh, to fuck off. (laughs) Tiny baby. You're his big brother. Tiny baby. Beat him up. Drives over in wagon. 
wearing scuba fins and a snorkel and demands his older brother and his friend spray him with a hose. Well, I think this is just like, we learned that in the episode when Dale was introduced that he just repeatedly owns Doug's dumbass. And so in this, I think he's just like, ha ha, Doug, wash me. I'll pay you. Ha ha ha. Give I'll me a bath, Doug. Oopsie bottle caps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they like expect him. They're just like, yeah, Dale obviously has, has money. money. Like, they, they fall for his scheme immediately. Like, Dale owns them. And, uh, yeah, they go like, all right, when it comes time to pay, like, Dale tries to pay them with bottle caps that say poopsie on them. And right? then demands change. And you know, you know Doug gave him real money as change. <laughs> yes. I think he wants change. You don't see it on screen, but it definitely happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Not a he's just question like, in my mind. Like, he's like, ooh, these are, oh, man, we got to get, he needs like five bucks and change. Doug has no idea what the value of money or of a poopsie bottle cap is. <laughs> Speaking of the value of money, like roughly, how much money do you think this grill costs? Yeah. I mean, it depends. I, do they, it's, I mean, it's a, I would think, okay, so my guess is that if we're just talking about the ceramic cover, he probably, like, ordered it custom from, like, an artist. It's probably, like, $80 to $100. And depending on whether it's actually supposed to be, like, grilled capable, like, if it's thermally this, that, and the other, you could bump that up to, in fact, very expensive. Right, that could be, like, 500 bucks. It's a bomb. (laughs) Also, <laughs> effectively, <laughs> yeah, right. the fact that it is ultimately going to just if it's at all thermally, it's not a good decision. We'll put it that way. It's a very inefficient grenade is what it is. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. but anyway, Mr. Dink, while they're busily moping about, uh, oh, God, our car wash isn't being very effective, just bikes up on a two person bicycle and asks, hey, uh, what are they up to? Yeah, and he, he they they bike up. He and again he's like being upset about the grill, right? He's like, oh, you know, everything's great except for my grill, and he like sobs. And then Tiffy says he's fat. Yep. <laughs> Tiffy just insults him. I'm so upset over the boom. <laughs> yeah. I'm so upset over the untimely death of my grill. His grill, I must stress, still works just fucking fine. <laughs> that thing is right. still completely functional. You gigantic baby. You take it into you take it inside so the internals don't get rained on, and you take it out for the fucking grill out. You're fine. Fuck off. The untimely death of my vanity tarp. <laughs> Pretty much. Also, he said God. we're taking a bike. The missus thinks it'll take a load off my mind. She says, not to mention other places. Now, you, of course, say that, yes, she's calling him fat, and yes, granted, but also, hell yeah, Mr. Dink's gonna get that uh, grill grief sex. (laughs) God. Mr. Dink's gonna blow his load. Second least mediocre of all suburban sexes. I'm not going to ask you what the first is, because we don't have time for that, unfortunately. (laughs) Please see my dissertation, dear readers. (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> Please see my 800-page blog post <laughs> we'll talk on about the Crusader Kings forum. <laughs> Sign up for our Patreon, which we don't have, and we'll tell yeah. you all about suburban sex. Just send money to my PayPal, and I'll sick Jim on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask but, Jim about Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, don't. No, don't. That's, that's the thing you can't do. <laughs> you are so lucky I'm sick right now, because I'd actually do it. <laughs> Yup. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, so so they have a new idea, uh, and they say, "Okay, this car wash didn't work out, but I know raking leaves is a gold mine." And we were talking about the seasons, so it's summer, but also there have the been no fun. leaves on the ground or falling or anything in any of these scenes up until now the ground has been entirely a flat green texture and or black if it's the road there is no indication that anyone anywhere needs leaf raking done right except for apparently skeeter's dad who i guess maybe they just like dumped a bunch of leaves on his yard and we're just like oh you got a lot of leaves you gotta pay us (laughs) right like they engineered this situation (laughs) Um, but they, so they get their first job of raking leaves from Skeeter's dad. And this was a scene that kind of was fucked up, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like, so they finish the raking leaves. They're like, oh boy, that's tough. And then Skeeter's dad is about to pay them. And then Dale runs out, determined to own Doug again, (laughs) and jumps in the leaves and Skeeter's dad retracts the payment because his own son ruined the work. Yep. Just because right? your shithead ADHD son ruined the pile doesn't mean you don't pay your workers. Yes. Good lord. Like, and your workers, who is your son? Your and Dale son. just had a bath. Restrain your, restrain your child. Yeah. My God. Good to see that Dale's learned how to run, though. Remember back when he couldn't walk? Yes! <laughs> like, earlier in this same fucking episode. <laughs> yeah! Also, couldn't they just, like, clean the mess back up? Yeah, like, Dale doesn't make a big splash. He, like, no leaves go anywhere. He just gets in there. Because if he'd made a big splash, that would have been effort to animate. Yeah, right. and they, they even they mentioned that. It was just like, in the next scene, Doug's just like, I've never seen leaves explode like that. Oh, really? Scene? What, what medium are we working in here, Doug? <laughs> yeah! Uh, when Dale starts getting in on his Antichrist routine, all sorts of weird shit happens. Sometimes I weep blood, sometimes leaves explode, sometimes small animals just suddenly praise the Time dark dies. Yeah, The seasons change in a blink of the eye. I just can't believe that his dad is just like, due to his own son fucking over his other son, he's like, finally well, Dale's the favorite, Skeeter. You eat shit on this one. He's like, finally, an excuse not to pay him, right? Like, so either Skeeter's dad is like baroque and like looking for anything, to, like any excuse, or he's just, God, I don't know, man. But this made me like upset. And then they, they only try one house and immediately give up. Because they saw how it went, how quick they get their <laughs> money taken away. Either that or because there's no leaves on the ground and they had to collect them from the whole neighborhood and put them on Skeeter's dad's lawn. <laughs> I'm sticking with the presence of Dale causes time warps. Like, it's the reason why they didn't rake anybody else's leaves. It's because yeah. there's only the one house where it is autumn. That is that is also true. Like, that's the only explanation. Because, what the fuck, seasons? Yeah. 
Oh, man. Anyway, so they're depressed about this failure, and they're like, man, it didn't work out. And Dink drives by with Tippy and says, how's business? And they say, not good. And then Dink says, well, fine. It's good to see that free enterprise is kicking. So he's like, good. It's it's good to see that capitalism is destroying you. Mr. Dink, you're, sh- you're, you're shipping all the jobs overseas right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're all leaving right now. <laughs> Like, but he's just like telling them, I'm glad your small business failed because it's giving you a good lesson about uh, capitalism. Uh, the lesson is that don't try, kids. <laughs> yeah, like, real people, real that? people don't work for their money, idiot. <laughs> real people yeah. are writers writing uh, something? Question, Question mark. mark. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's like Doug. Did you, uh, Doug? Did you ever think about investing your money in the stock market? Maybe that would be helpful. <laughs> Have you tried inheriting a house from your uh, <laughs> grandfather who died mysteriously? Yeah, he's like, oh my god, he's like, oh Doug, you know, where's your seed money for this small business, you know, why don't you have any inheritance, doesn't everyone have it? Why don't, why haven't you married somebody who you can sponge off of? Look, yeah, just dip into your trust fund, it's easy. (laughs) That's more or less like everybody does. He's like, obviously your business failed, you didn't take that first critical step. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like, <laughs> haven't you ever read a book about this, Doug? <laughs> God. It's good to see that free enterprise is alive and kicking. The spirit that made our forefathers different from our regular fathers. <laughs> Run for it, boys. I hear a speech coming on. And she makes a gun gesture at her head <laughs> when she says that. <laughs> uh, the spirit that made our forefathers different from our regular fathers. Yeah, because our regular fathers shipped all the jobs out to Vietnam. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. It's... Uh, yeah, no, it's, the other interesting so... bit about this is, yeah, we now establish Mr. Dink is the kind of guy who will launch into a random string of praise of the economic system under which he lives at no warning. You have your reinforcement that this guy is... He is going to spend absolutely all of his time despising the Clintons the second they get elected. He will be so grateful when Bush restores sanity to the world. And Mr. Dink is... He's going to have some thoughts about Obama. But, like, right now, the Mr. Dinks of the world, though, are... They don't really have a psychotic focus for everything they hate and despise... They're mostly still around this time. They're talking about how Ross Perot kicks ass. And Ross Perot's big thing was this weird right-wing conspiracy theory that the left had left a bunch of Vietnamese prisoners of war just behind when we left Vietnam for, you know, because they're assholes. Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about how, like, Dink was going to be, like, the original poster yes. on, internet, <laughs> on, like, internet forums about stuff like this. Like, Dink is, this is, like, reinforcement to me that Dink is, like, hyper-libertarian, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it's, 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 it's sad that this is the message that's coming out of, like, the one adult that apparently influences Doug is that he's, like, because you know. Because he's the only one who pays attention to kids. Like, <laughs> His parents don't. Uh, 
His parents don't want shit to do with Doug. His teachers don't care about him as long as he keeps his mouth shut. The only yeah, it's summertime now. It's summertime now. <laughs> yeah, that too. And so you just have this kid roaming around, and the only person who's trying to provide him any kind of moral instruction is the weirdo next door who talks to kids because his wife hates him. Right. Like, what do you think? Actually, kind of think of this. Like, what do you think would have happened if Doug went to his parents and was like, hey, I accidentally broke Mr. Dink's grill. Can you help me? Right? Fuck off, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to Hockerberg and give me a sandwich. <laughs> right. Go get a job, son. <laughs> I'm sorry, That's Doug. That's what You've I got did. got more important things to do, like sit in this bed reading. Why doesn't Doug just, tr- I mean, like, yeah, why, if you would have asked his parents, they would have told him to get a job. Why doesn't he just get a job? Also, that, well, also he's 11, like, I mean. Go work. I mean, there's no child labor laws in cartoon land. True. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And- Probably everyone who works at the Hawker Burger is like nine. <laughs> God. Okay, Explains why so- they didn't, when they asked for the Bergs in a format that wasn't the accepted code language, they didn't respond. I'm sorry, oh, I'm still true. not good at all my shapes and colors, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten that far yet in fucking kindergarten. God, yeah, no, you're right. That would make sense. Oh, they only learned a couple of words. Okay. Cow so- goes moo. That's a moo cow. Yeah. That'll be five ninety five. Cow cow goes bark. No, no, god damn it! Yeah, like someone runs out from the back and it's like, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) There's enough space for turnover in this town. (laughs) Doug needs a job. That's it. We're shipping all jobs overseas. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. So they, they sit down and they think to themselves, they're like, all right. Well, those jobs didn't work. Uh, we should think about using our special talents for, our, oh, for a no. different job. We should think about what we're good at um, in order to make money. And uh, so they do that. And the next scene shows Doug walking dogs while like Porkchop is being like a parade conductor in front of them. And Skeeter <laughs> set up a stand uh, on the street that is called Three Guys Balloon Blowing Service. Three Guys Blowing Service. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Skeeter, what that mouth do? You only need just... one guy, Skeeter. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because dogs and Porkchop aren't working there. It's yeah. Just Skeeter. So uh, hi, I'm Skeeter. Skeeter. I'm Mosquito Valentine. I'm three guys. <laughs> yeah, Skeeter I just was... went to Walmart and got like a pack of balloons and like I can sell these to idiot children. Turns out he's he not can't. Even, he's not even like blowing them up with helium. He's just blowing them up like <laughs> normal. So they're not like they're going to be floating balloons. He's just blowing balloons. Yeah, if he would, this would have worked. Would have been a very good scam, honestly. And also, yeah. Doug is walking like. Six dogs. Six dogs at once, and yeah, which is pretty impressive, quite honestly. But then we cut to the, like, they just say, we've tried everything. Wait, 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 wait. I got to talk about this balloon scene no, again, okay? All right. <laughs> so, Tiny condoms are back. So, yeah. Fuck. So, so his only customer is Dale, and Dale's, like, homies right he's got like two people with him uh one of them is the kid that just has a shirt that says boy on it <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> so Hi, I'm the spirit of gender normativity. But furthermore, uh, yeah, it would have been funny if it would have been better if like the girl had the shirt said "boy" on it. That would have been awesome. Um, but furthermore, this Dale is just fucking roaming around the streets. Dale is what, like three? Yes. Like he's in daycare, so like preschool starts at what when you're like five or something. So like Dale, I'm gonna say he's, he's like a three. toddler with spending money. Yeah, and Dale is just fucking roaming the streets with his friends, like. What the fuck? Like, we thought it was weird when Doug would just, like, go get haircuts by himself when he was a baby in the other videos. But I get in the other episode. But, like, Dale is just, like, roaming the streets. Like, looking for ways to own Doug and Skeeter. He's just a bully. There's there's no law that says a child can't uh, own several thousand dollars. <laughs> in bottle caps. And also, didn't they learn their lesson last time when D- when Dale hired them? Like, Skeeter knows better have... than to go against the favorite of his father. Like we but saw that, given the choice to, between punishing Skeeter and punishing Dale, we know which one Mister Valentine does. I guess that's true. Yeah, so he would have gotten in trouble if he refused Dale as a customer. <laughs> if you will not yeah, accept like... your little brother's currency, I'm afraid uh, you're going to be grounded again. By which I mean I'll <laughs> let you out after about 15 minutes because I still have anger issues. But anyway. Right. And 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 Skeeter, like, fucks up blowing the balloon. He, like, tries to blow it up. Which, remember, this is his talent. This is, like, what he says is his talent is blowing balloons. And he, like, fucks it up. The balloon flies away. And then the kids laugh at him. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Skeeter is just... God, maybe his talent is just getting owned and being a clown. Maybe they paid him for that. Maybe they tipped him. <laughs> maybe this is the entertainment. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so we skip. We we cut out of this, and they're at the Honker Burger, and they're like, "All right, let's calculate how much we made out of all these ventures." And they made eleven dollars and fifty-seven cents. Now, okay, Doug from one scene alone was walking six dogs. <laughs> Right. Was he getting paid a dollar a dog? Right. Like, holy shit. And he did it once. So, like, we can assume he tried it more than once. Well, right? Wait, he, oh, we know actually, he we can't was being paid only a dollar a dog. Because if he was being paid two dollars a dog, they'd have made more than that. Right. <laughs> so, and they ostensibly, like, ended up actually getting paid by Mr. Valentine for the raking. So, yeah, he probably got paid a dollar a dog walk. Holy shit. Like, like I know back in the 90s, like, people would pay kids, like, $5 for, like, eight hours of labor mowing lawns and stuff because it was an awesome scam for people. Yeah. And, but, like... But like, like I said, child labor laws do not exist in both Cartoonland and the 1990s. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so he made a dollar a dog, and I can only assume that raking all those leaves is where they made the extra five, yeah. right? So that comes out to 11, and maybe they found 57 cents. No, they were able to take those <laughs> bottle caps to like a collector, yes. and he paid them 57 cents, right? That's So, okay, that's crazy low. Um, but then they go into their expenses, right? And they say that they spent $21 on expenses. They, they expensed sponges, car soap, hot wax, rakes, band-aids, leashes, and a sign, cardboard for the signs, right? Now, a couple of those things... Hot wax and leashes are not cheap. 
Yeah, and also, like, I would hope that the people who he's walking dogs for would provide the leashes, right? Like, they have leashes for their dogs. And also, I would hope that, like, their parents have a rake they can use. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> and also, nope. I love, like, they bought a hot wax. Their only customer was Dale. I picture them just, like, waxing Dale <laughs> <laughs> They're just dumping hot wax on Dale. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like they also say over twenty one dollars, and then they end up with negative nine fifty. And I think the reason they didn't specify how much uh, money they spent was because they predicted a thirty three year old smartass would rewind the video and check it out. <laughs> 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 they knew that yeah. this would happen. We know you can hear us, Jim. Please don't sue us. <laughs> right. Please don't. This is Parody. all we have, Jim. <laughs> Parody non-actionable. Please don't take this from us. We, we, we thank you for making this so that we can bond over I wouldn't over go it. that far. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can cut that. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so they're in the Hogger doing this. And Roger rolls up like, oh, and D- Doug is like, all right, well, I guess we just got to tell him. Right. And Roger rolls up and is like, wouldn't it be easier if you didn't? And <laughs> and to the credit of Roger in this instance. Yeah. Yeah, it really would, actually. My man's kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you remember in the trophy episode, though, when he just told everyone that he did. Yeah. It? Like, fuck's sake. <laughs> did it on Roger. Right. Like, Roger does not take his own advice of don't tell someone that you screwed them over. Now, Roger has learned his lesson from before and is sharing the lesson he has learned. You know, you could just not admit you did a thing. Right. If I hadn't done that, I'd have been completely scot-free. And then, for the first time, Doug doesn't take someone's advice. Right? Right! He goes against Shit. it. He right, goes he's self-punishing him. He, like he has to inflict punishment upon himself. Usually, he takes Roger's. He takes Roger at face value almost all the time. Much t- right. Like, that's the setup for most of these. Is that Roger fucks with him, and he's too stupid to realize that maybe Roger's fucking with me. This time, Roger actually offers him vaguely useful advice. He's like, "No, <laughs> I've got standards." Suddenly, out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, right. the moral like, here is that, like, you're supposed to tell the truth, even if it's painful and it hurts you, but they don't set that up until over half the episode is gone. <laughs> right, like, I feel like this was supposed to be, like, a plot point, because Doug doesn't even consider it. Yeah. Like, usually he'll, usually <laughs> have he'll, like, a dilemma. No, like, usually this is what would, like, bring him into a fantasy, right? He would, like, think about, like, Jack maybe, Bandit's I don't know, sneaking away from the yeah. scene of a crime. Yeah, he would imagine, like, 40 years in the future, like, on Dink's deathbed, he's like, oh, I never found out what happened to my precious grill, and it killed me, right? Yeah. Like, this doesn't happen. He's just like, we don't even address this. He doesn't even for a second, like, Roger think says, about not telling Dink. He could do this, and Doug just kind of sitting there smiling. It's like in the uh, Mayor episode. Like, Doug just sitting there smiling. I like ice cream. I mean, same. Exactly. Shit, distracted myself Um, there. Yeah. (laughs) Let's break for ice cream, guys. Um, But, uh, yeah, so so he doesn't consider this. And so he's like, all right, we got to bite the bullet and we got to tell Dink that we broke his grill. Um, So the next scene is 
them at Dink's front door and they tell him and Dink like briefly is surprised but then like realizes that all the work they'd been doing was in an effort to pay him back and he's heartwarmed by this by this by this show of capitalism that they attempted to make money for yeah, him fail capitalism and this is right? something <laughs> truly just astonishing about it because he's actually crying and right. he like because you boys care to do all that stuff for me like this is the most affection anyone has shown Mr. Dink in years. <laughs> All of the things that oh, no. the guy has, the guy regularly gets into sobbing fits over his latest expensive doohickey. He has poured all of himself into his material possessions. He was sorrowful, like, cry, broke down crying three separate times over this stupid fucking grill that would have killed people if he'd actually tried to use it. And here's this, that, oh, another human being thinks my thoughts have value? Wow. (laughs) That is so sad, but it's hugely. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, someone showed a token gesture of trying to make up for pain that they caused him. And... Like, and they weren't even, they were barely doing it out of compassion for Dink. They were doing they were it out most, of fear. Most, yeah, they were doing it out of fear and to, like, assuage guilt, right? Yeah. It yeah, wasn't even. Stop the transformation into the uh, green airwolf. <laughs> but he hasn't seen anything like that in his life for years. <sighs> and so, oh my God. this vague proxy of someone giving a shit caused by fear and guilt is enough to give him a heartwarming meltdown over oh it's okay boys i think we can find a way to work it out and that way by the oh. way is you get to be slave labor yeah, yeah, yeah he does he say says that. it did mean a lot to me maybe too much that's why you're my slave for the summer you're yeah. indentured servitude the moral of the story here is telling the truth will make you a slave <laughs> God, yeah, they're like they work out. They're like, oh, the deal we worked out is that Mr. Dink said we could do odd oh, jobs oh, for him oh, throughout hold on. the we summer. We do have to. We oh, almost yeah, skipped not, over it, but we're not skipping yeah, over. Yeah, we that. almost <laughs> skipped over the single beautiful. As he's bur- like, when he says it did mean a lot to me, maybe too much. Like the, it's clearly a redub over the original line because he says it in a fairly sedate way, but he's animated as being in the process of bursting into tears as he said it. So they clearly redid a line there, but. Then he just follows up with saying, Wife, Tippy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wife, Tippy. Yes. Friends, Douglas, Mosquito, and Porkchop. Yeah, he's like labeling everyone in his life. And before we started recording, we were just like, God damn the phrase wife colon tippy. (laughs) Yeah. Wife tippy is my Manchurian candidate activation phrase. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, oh my god, it's like an RPG name, <laughs> Wife Tippy. <laughs> like, use that as your Shadowrun code Gentlemen, name. we're deploying all available forces to Iran. Operation Wife Tippy is underway. <laughs> <laughs> and so, after Dink is having this, like, emotion about this, and then Tippy fucking owns him again. Like, Tippy talks shit on him. She says... I think he's feeling like his old self again. Maybe you guys should break Bud's stuff more often. Damn. 
him, girl. Uh, like, that it's is nice <laughs> watching brutal. him suffer. You should do it to him but, more. But also, that was like a legitimately kind of good joke. Like, I almost laughed at that while watching yeah, it. I'm not like, giving I, it joke six status. I am. I <laughs> smiled briefly at it. It's the most emotion the show has ever yes. <laughs> brought out of me. When, when Dink is in pain for no one showing him care, and then his wife dunks on him. Yeah, God yeah, damn. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's just I'm not giving him oh. credit for that as a joke. Fair, all right, because it was true. Yes. <laughs> okay. So they come upon this servant contract, this life debt. Yeah, even Mr. Dink even says you can't put a price on friendship. Really? It looks like you can. <laughs> yeah, and then proceeds to do that immediately through Doug and Skeeter's <laughs> life. Yep. Um oh my god. And so okay, so they get to the they get to Dink's barbecue and they borrow Doug's dad's grill. Um and it's a great party. Doug's Dink dad's has a grill band. is the height of a child, which is a decision. <laughs> yeah, it is also like a charcoal a, grill, those... so Doug's dad actually knows what the fuck he's doing. So good on him. It's, it's like one of those playset grills that heats it with a light bulb. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Doug and Skeeter are tasked with uh, cooking and serving the burgers. The eleven-year-olds uh, are tasked with handling <laughs> the raw meat. On the open flame. There is no way this could go bad. And speaking of that, uh, Patty comes over to order a burger from Doug, and Doug asks how she likes her burger, and she says rare. So <laughs> Patty, sure is, Patty, Patty is worms. That sure yeah. is a decision a person can make. Having a rare burger at a grill out. <laughs> That's so dangerous. Like Patty has E. coli and parasites. She's right? got she's got worms in her brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She also says you guys make a great team when they couldn't even get pity money from their dads. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when they made negative money while trying to right. make a business as a team. <laughs> oh. Patty also asked for her burger to have a bunch of condiments, and then Doug doesn't give her any of the condiments on her burger. <laughs> Right, he just hands her a blank. He doesn't even give her a bun. He just gives her a burger patty. Yep, that's and, it. And also, like, she's naming all these things that she wants on the burger, and Doug, like, makes a joke. He goes, ha-ha, and do you want mayonnaise on it? And she doesn't respond, which to me is her going, motherfucker, I've heard this so many times. I hate mayonnaise, Doug. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you know one thing about me? And also, like, it's when people, like, have a certain name that sounds like something, and they people, like, make a joke about that all the time, and they're like, ha, ha, yeah, it's pretty good. Never heard <laughs> that one before, you fucking asshole. She's yeah, so the, pissed. The condiments are pickles, lettuce, and mayonnaise, which I think is a reference to the three big Nick cartoons going on right now. Tommy Pickles, oh. Patty Mayonnaise, and Stimpy Lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> i've been killed by stimpy lettuce fuck you (laughs) now that's a shadow run name that is the perfect character stimpy lettuce is wife tippy Um, it's like a it's like a buddy cop show featuring wife dippy and skimpy lettuce 
Another hard day in a city that hates me, and I hate it back. My name's Stimpy Lettuce. I tailor dogs. Yeah. He's just like chain smoking cigarettes. He's just like, uh, Private Eye Lettuce, welcome. Okay. Dale Valentine is Stimpy Lettuce. <laughs> Sam has schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we and she also party. Patty thanks Doug, and she does it in the most like sedated, mute way ever. Clip it in right here because it's like really off putting. Thanks, Doug. Yeah. Okay. And she also doesn't thank Skeeter. <laughs> thanks, Doug. Also, thanks for not thanks, giving the, my Patty to the fucking dog, which you've been doing with a couple of them. <laughs> the dog is serving burger patties, which is, yeah, exactly. good, great, super. Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh. So, so we, we, the party was great. And we go to Doug writing in his journal. And he says, I learned a lot of things today. Uh, like we learned that if you go into business to remember to make money, not lose it. Oh, that's what I was doing wrong. Try to make money and not lose it. Right, my fellow business partner, a dog? (laughs) 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 Try to come up with some sort of plan before you just buy a bunch of shit. And then it ends with Dink breaks his window with a golf practicing golf in his front yard again previously he was aiming to smash his own fucking windows so at least congratulations he found a way to smash doug's windows instead <laughs> right, this happened saver. in the like one of the first episodes uh of this the is show. why time's broken so no yes <laughs> well to me this is the this happens with regularity like all the time and that's honestly probably why doug didn't go to his dad about this because his dad was like good like this fucker breaks our house constantly i also just love the thought that after throwing a gigantic fucking party that okay it's all this stuff's been done and it's all late at night enough that doug is yeah the party evidently let out very early because doug is still up I have a hard time believing Doug has a bedtime that is anywhere after seven. But the yeah. Doug uh, Doug's parents aren't sure if he ever goes to sleep. Yes, but so <laughs> yeah. you have the situation where I'm just picturing the cookout was the best it's ever been. Everybody left by three, though. Either that, or it's still going on, and Dink is like wasted. Yes. <laughs> He's like, check it out, everyone! I got all go right, sleep. kids. <laughs> The funny, the funnies didn't come in. Let's show these newcomers what they get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like everyone's on his lawn, like cheering as the window breaks. <laughs> yeah. We own it, stupid shithead, eleven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So that's the end of the episode. Um. <laughs> I okay. Overall, though, I think this episode was like pretty structurally sound, right? It was structural. This is a variation on uh, like the grandma episode was was structurally unsound, but actually had a solid moral. This episode was structurally sound, and the moral is just confused fucking nonsense. Well, the moral is 
fess up and make a hard tell and you won't he your neighbor won't actually kill you he'll just make you his slave yeah right? the moral but is like, if you fess up it's better than if you don't but um yeah no actually if you hadn't fessed up you'd have been fine doug your fessing up resulted in you being enslaved to provide labor for the party <laughs> but he well, didn't but it would've... touch mr jank's heart right he 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 helped his friend, who is Mr. Dink, Yes, I guess. His one friend. <laughs> because yeah. calling Skeeter his friend is stretching a point. Well, Skeeter helped him the whole time, too. Skeeter was a really good friend during all of this. Like, I think this one stuck the moral. Like, I think it was, at least from the curve that we're grading these on, I think this one stuck it better than most. The only problem is there was no dilemma. Yeah, there was never any dilemma. There was never any moral quandary faced by Doug. It was just, okay, we made this decision for moment one, and they spent all oh. the time in the middle there on, wow, make doing jobs is sure hard. Okay. Sure. So it wasn't... It wasn't... The conflict of it wasn't should he, shouldn't he tell. It was should he make money doing a business that he sucks at or should he tell. Yeah, like that's what I mean by. So so maybe the moral is that small business ownership is a trap. Yeah, I guess. My my final thought on this episode is that the moral of the story is working actually loses you money. So Doug is a Marxist (laughs) show now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right and the one and the one character who is clearly a capitalist put doug into servitude yeah, <laughs> yeah doug's marxist can't got be it can't, can't argue against me don't <laughs> message me. me wrong <laughs> dear journal workers of the world unite you have nothing to lose but your really stupid grill faces of your own head <laughs> and with that dear readers i think we should call that there Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.